Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review, folks. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Good evening. Tonight, we'll be reviewing My Stepmother is an Alien, which was released in 1988. Yeah, this is a science fiction comedy. Sort of fits in the old sci-fi uh, quite nicely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Quite right. Mm -hmm. Now, all right, this one's produced by Franklin Levy. Well, mm -hmm. Levi. No, Levy, I think. Uh, Ronald Parker is the other producer, directed by Richard Benjamin. You may have he heard me. Um, we did a. He starred in the the other movie that we they starred in called um, Love at First Bite, and he was also in Westworld, the first movie. In or produced or directed. He starred in it. Oh, wow. He played the um, weird, wacky doctor in I Love It First Bite. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so in this one, he's yeah. um, directing. So well, I guess all those go. years of being behind the camera has paid off. Okay, okay here we go. Written by Herschel Wingrod, uh, Timothy Harris, and Jonathan Reynolds. But it was actually taken from somebody else's script. Um, really? Yeah. Um, the original script was by a person called Jericho something or other. I'll mention him later on. Uh, I hope they didn't prosecute. No, 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 no. no. They, they got it and they put it and they rewrote it. Okay, okay. They don't normally do. The original script was going to be a drama. Okay, okay. Okay? Okay. Right. He got accreditation for it. I know. Accreditation for it, but yeah, they rewrote the script to make it into a comedy. Okay. okay. Um, now, budget $19 million. Ooh. Box office... 14 million odd. Um, yeah. It didn't go very good at box office. No. I yeah. don't know why, mm. but depending on what the, what the competition was when they actually released it. Yeah, well. Um, yeah. Now, um, an official box office bomb, uh, because it, it, it didn't cover cost. Um, it also received negative reviews from a majority of uh, film uh, critics and um, that probably stopped people going to see the movie. Uh, but however, the leading lady, Kim Bassinger, mm. and uh, the the second lead male, uh, which is done by John Lovitz, uh, they got uh, good reviews for uh, their acting in the movie. That's a good review. Right. Some people didn't like Dan Aykroyd's acting, didn't think he was a good leading man for a love interest. It's not a love story. It's a comedy. And the guy a is supposed to be, a, you know, but the guy was supposed to be a guy who hasn't been out for female for five years, and she's going to seduce a guy who was really nervous and whatever. Yeah. He wasn't a chick magnet. He wasn't supposed to be a chick magnet. He's supposed and, to be know, a scientific guy. Yeah, and he came, I think he covered the role quite well in this movie. Yes, I don't think he would have worked as a lead role in a love story. It doesn't work, but this is not yeah. a love story. Okay. Yeah, this is more of a comedy, as we said. Not Yeah. Now, um, oh, here is the Jericho Stone was the guy who wrote the original screenplay. Okay. And it was originally going to be... Uh, a drama based around child abuse. No, yeah, we, yeah, it's a topical subject. Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and how, yeah, it was going to be obviously about child abuse, not so much the alien, even though there's an alien going to be in it, possibly. Mm. Yeah, um, so whatever. Um, I don't know. I didn't see the original script, so I don't know exactly what Cuba was going on. didn't, Tipa. Yeah. No, the point. You're missing the point. It's a story. It was supposed to be a drama. Hmm. What's that? Only the three little pigs had a wonderful time, or the three little pigs had their buddy of house burnt down. Or, mm. Okay? I know. Fine. One's a drama, one's a comedy, okay? Okay. Okay, leave it alone. Yeah. Okay? You don't like the subject matter? Tough tits. Okay? Go on. Uh, but anyway, it was going to be a, a, uh, a drama, and they got rid of it, and they rewrote it, and they made the same basic theme, but turned it into a comedy, and they got the child abuse part out of it, obviously. And uh, oh, they went and made the movie. Now, here we go. I won't talk about everybody in it, but I'll just go through the main stars. Dan Aykroyd plays Stephen Mills, a leading man. And I think he did a good job to the part, uh, to, uh, irrespective of what the uh, critics say. Kim Bessinger, beautiful leading lady. She plays a really strange alien lady who's really trying to catch up on how human beings think and act 
uh, and she does it quite well in a very humorous way. John uh, Lovitz plays Ron Mills, which is uh, Dan Aykroyd's, well, Stephen Mills' uh, brother. I like John Lovitz in many movies, and he got good accolades for this movie. But in some parts of this, I thought it was just over the top, and, I, and it soured me a little bit on him. <laughs> That's my opinion. Mm. Don't I mean, you might think differently, but he's just a little bit too much over the top. Um, now, Alison Hannigan plays Jesse Mills. That's Steve Mills, Dan's daughter. Um, and she was in um, Buffy the Vampire. Yeah, Buffy? she played um, Willow. And she was in American Pie. Yeah, in American Pie. And yeah, Band Camp. That girl, you know. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, and she's been around a little bit. She's been around. Yeah. Now, I won't go for everybody else. I meant to mention probably two others. Uh, Seth Green. Yeah. Plays Fred Glass. He's only a young fellow who goes out yeah. with Jesse yeah. on a date. You know, Just lovely. A, a small, small cameo, but, if you would. But Seth was in Buffy the Vampire yeah, Slayer he did. and other few, a few, a few other things around time. A bit later on, a bit later, and he also got into Robot Chicken Wars and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, he did um. He's bent. I like him. Um, uh, yeah. I do like his uh, Mark um, Luke Skywalker impression. Yeah, but he does he does really good stuff. But it's a whole slew of um, cartoons they've Rather. made up. Um, it covers oh just everyday programs, Star Wars, other good groovy things, and mm. uh, good. Uh, he's a funny guy. Um, now I will mention Anne Prentice. You mentioned something about Anne Prentice, the voice of the band. Yeah, she was... um, she's um, the sister to, um, what's her name? Is it, is it Paula um, Prentice, who, who was um, um, Richard Benjamin's wife. Or... There you go. So... It's all in the family, folks. But yes, he plays the, the voice in the bag, the little robot-type creature living in the bag, which helps out our alien friend, Celeste. I won't mention anybody else there. Mm. Um, I can't think. Oh, yeah. Harry Shearer does the voice of Carl Sagan. <laughs> I could have got the real Carl Sagan to do it. He was around in those days. He might yeah, have done a he cameo. He probably was unavailable. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Some of you don't know Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan had a... He's a scientist, astrologer, astronomer, whatever. Uh, he had a show called Cosmos, I think, years ago. Um, probably that same period. Uh, I watched it. It was great. Um, he was very, in, very intelligent man and well-spoken and, yeah. <laughs> I really got into space stuff back in those days. Anyway. I think Dan Aykroyd is just the same, considering um, when he did Ghostbusters, he was home. really into the supernatural stuff. Yeah, okay. We're not going to talk about Ghostbusters. I'm just telling you guys. <laughs> that was probably one of the reasons why Dan Aykroyd got involved in this production. Yeah. Not just the um, comedy and the okay. humour. Okay. Probably his, um, his interest. Was his grandfather into supernatural stuff or something, or was that the other guys? One of the other guys, somebody in that group had the fa- grandfather or somebody who was actually into the supernatural, mm. and they got that. We got their interest in it from. I don't know. Yeah, so you don't know everything. Okay? Now, move I know on. If, Hell, anyway, sorry. moving on. So the story begins with um, um, Steve, who's um, works at this um, the scientific uh, you know laboratory, and he's planning on sending um, electric current. Using lightning to into outer space. I'll translate into human. Um, he's a widow scientist working on different ways to send radio waves into okay, space. Okay, radio <laughs> waves using a satellite and lightning and thunder. Yeah, well, lightning that was helped to amplify the signal somehow. Right yeah, mm. and while this is happening, he plans on doing it too close, you know, way to the end of the ga- his ga- their galaxy. But as it turns out, unexpectedly, the um, it turns out it went straight out of their galaxy and turned into a new well, um, galaxy. Well, yeah, well, the new, thing, of another galaxy. Yeah, well, the thing that was actually running the power that they're using had a short circuit and it increased the uh, the power output significantly, so it gave an extra charge. So it, it went straight out of the galaxy into a planet called Cosine N to the eighth. Cosmogenon. Obviously, uh, it must be yeah. not a real one. Yeah, yeah, again, um, and at first he, he's pretty proud of his accomplishment, but then his boss comes in and tells him, because of the, 
the radioactivity he he did mm. um, because it caused a lot of um, a bit of an earthquake he inside the it. building. He broke the gear. He broke the gear and he's fired. Take your coffee cup, your nodding duck, and leave. Yeah, yeah so he took and all he his gear and he tells his daughter, um, what's her name? Uh, Jesse, the bad news that he's been sacked and... <laughs> He may have to apply for a job as a teacher. Yeah, which could be like, say, thousands of positions that yeah. may be unavailable. Yeah. So the One out of many, not, not, no positions available. That's a problem, isn't it, sometimes, folks? Yeah. Yeah, well, you... A million jobs out there and two million people looking for them. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, so he he's... he pre- And his daughter remarks that, that you're... That his mum... Their mum would um, be pleased that he would have done this sort of thing. And... Would be asking for the whole to for champagne to roll around, and yeah, exactly right. she remarks, um, "Will he ever find a girl like them, like her mum again?" And he said, and well, yeah. he says the same thing. Like it's unlikely because, um, because she was one of a kind. She was one of a kind. So anyway, uh, they make their way to have dinner, and later on, we, we don't know how long, a spaceship is hurtling through the galaxy, and there's hurdle, a hurdle, hurdle. and and a, sp- a space alien, a beautiful space alien named Celeste. Celeste, what yeah. a beautiful name. <laughs> is I'm um, getting herself prepped for to meet Steve in order to find out how he was able to send this radio wave yeah. to their galaxy. Yeah. The reason being is his radio signal had reached their planet, and when it hit there, it did something to change the gravitational forces there, and it's slowly increasing the gravity, and if they if they don't do something about it and reverse it, they'll all die. Yeah, exactly. Good reason. Good yeah. reason to be there. Along mm. with Celeste is her bag that's 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 has a creature inside it that um, talks to her, it, sort of advises her and stuff like and that, and helps her. It makes money, dresses, yeah, anything you want, you know. Yeah. 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 Anyway, they as they're heading towards the planet. Steve and his daughter, Jesse, they're heading off to a party that's hosted his by his place. brother's yeah, place yeah, yeah, yeah. at a beach house. Yeah, yeah. A nice one. Not that. Very nice. Int- yeah. Interesting fact is that very beach house was also seen in, um, let me see, it was seen in the TV show um, 90210, the Beverly Hills one, which is oh, pretty cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, the, the original series? Yeah, the original obviously, series. Obviously, obviously, yeah, yeah. The original series. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... Um, she eventually lands on the beach and Celeste um, slowly walks out onto the beach and she's wearing this beautiful red, red dress. Um, astro dress. Or she looks so hot. Out. So, I mean, this, Kim had a beautiful body then. It's probably still good now, but she's young, leaf, lovely body, wrapped in this tight red dress, stupid hat. Uh, I, I don't think, think the hat was She stupid. lost the hat, I think. You got rid of the hat. Maybe but one. she looked marvellous. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Soon enough, she heads down to the party and she meets Steve, Ron, and a number of the guests. And she tries her really hardest to fit in, but she does several things wrong in this scene. Well, I can she, think of several. That, yeah. Um, her information about planet Earth and our history is 92 years old. old. So if she's going to talk about what we're doing, presidents, anything else, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. wars, anything. It's not only two years ago she's talking about. Yeah. yeah. She mm. mentions um, she when she was given hors d'oeuvres, she ended up eating a cigarette instead of something, a yeah. natural food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she actually smokes a carrot. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, well, well, wouldn't you? Well, if you're stoned, you probably would. And yeah, she maybe. sings um, a Popeye the Sailor Man. Popeye the Sailor Man. And she impresses everyone by doing um, a flip. Oh, a, a, a set of flips. Yes, she's very good at it. And, of course, everyone's very impressed, but uh, thinking she's a bit strange. And On drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she tries to get Steve to tell about the, the transmission he sent not too long ago. And... He doesn't give her an answer right away, and so she leaves the party, and and, and she feels embarrassed that she caused a scene, and cause and she feels like she's given the wrong information in the, because of her bag or whatever. Your bag let her down because the information was all wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, um, the bag says, "I didn't tell you that spinach is to keep your hands warm." That was Celeste's problem. 
Yeah, whatever. Anyway, Steve um, eventually comes out there. They talk a bit, and he bores her a bit. But at the same time, he says, "I must be boring the pants off you." And, and she, she does. So, and she looks inside her skirt, and she says, "No, no it's still, still on." Yeah. And but look, but you don't have to say every joke. I think it's funny that part. Yeah, but the point. Is I like it that she, every single uh, scene where she thinks it's just a sarcastic remark or. Or just yes, a slang. Yes, it takes everything literal. It's just like a female smiling. version of Jaime, you know. From yeah, pretty much Jaime out of Get Smart. Everything, everything is literal. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, mm. she then, as he's about to kiss her, she decides to go in, back inside and ask Jess on should she wear a bit something more moderner and much more, you know, a date clothing. Yeah, yeah, and... So she gives her some magazines and she puts the magazines into her bag and... And, and stitch, out pops a dress. Stitch, uh, out pops a, 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 Very os, nice a modern dress. Very and nice. she tries to dress there out in the public eye, but uh, Steve suggests that they go to a, his car. His to car, get and you get dressed in the back seat or something or other. Which yeah. is, and then they decide they go back to his house. Well, actually, they go to the um to this where the oh, satellite right. thing, satellite the thing lab. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And this is where. Um, he goes and finds out as much as information he can about how he was able to send those radio things into such a far away distance. He discovers Ron's jacket, still a bit baffled by what just <clears throat> occurred. See the ba- see the jacket was inside the special room that allows and had had some cop- uh, brass buttons or something, or copper buttons or something, which short uh, went against the car the cage of this thing, this uh, power thing. And it short circuited it and then incre- or, or increase the power, something or other. Yeah. 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 Mm, and yeah. while this is happening, his boss, his ex, his old boss, arrives there, and um, Celeste gives her a run, him a run for his money by using her bag to have him fly out the window and zoom across the building and into his car. Bam. And he went home. <laughs> yeah. How did she know which car was his? Doesn't really matter. Uh, oh, okay, right. <laughs> well, I was asking. You know. And then Steve um, takes her out to the satellite and they kiss the, for the first time. And she didn't know what a kiss was. So behind Steve's back, her bag is running images of what kissing's about from all different movies and stuff. Yeah. And there's passionate <laughs> ones, there's funny ones, there's really weird ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's, yeah, yeah, anything from the Three Stooges upwards. You get the idea. Yeah, and eventually she finally, um, for, the, for the final time, she kissed, and this time it was a hot kiss. Yeah, that was a good one then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That poppy's buttons. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he decides to take her back, or she suggests that Let's she go takes her back. back to his house there he introduces her to his hats collection and there he tells her about Jimmy Durante don't go into it too much you'll be here all night okay Okay. but it's a relevant part to the story it comes on later on yes yeah anyway he then goes upstairs to check on Jessie whom I don't know who chopped her off doesn't matter Mm -hmm. not really important well, she was at the party earlier, and I wonder who dropped her off. Maybe her uncle That's or maybe... That's interesting. Well, she was at the party, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. Hmm. Oh, never, no, no. Oh, she might have come for friends. Maybe, yeah, parents, she, yeah. Yeah, there was two, yeah, two yeah. of her friends at the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. So, yeah, so, so one of the parents might have took that, taken them to the party and, and taken them to her home again. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, whatever. then this Pretty is happy. where... Um, Steve suggests that they do it. And so she goes into the bathroom to find out everything she can about you-know-what. Sex. Mm-hmm. And, of course, um, there is a bit of gaps in oh, her education. She's about that. Yeah, well, she's a thousand years old or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they don't do sex anymore. So she doesn't, she's, she's a thousand years old, looks pretty hot, uh, and has never had sex. She's a virgin. Wow. Well, as a... a thousand-year-old virgin. Well, actually, you'd be surprised. I mean, according to some planet information, you find that... Um, if you look up your, you know, your age on a different planet, you'll find your, you might be a different age on that set of planets. So who knows? She might be still in her twenties or thirties in, in on Earth. I think it's implied that she's a thousand years old. Like okay. Yoda is seven hundred years old and stuff. I think it was implied that she's a thousand years old. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it <laughs> depends on how alone. far, how long, how long the planet in goes around years, the sun. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so anyway, they she then gets some video footage like uh, Debbie does Dallas yada 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 stuff. Debbie, yeah, Debbie does Dallas and, and Debbie does then Baltimore. Then she finally and Debbie decides does, yeah. to go ahead and do, does it, and she enjoys it actually. Yeah, the first time, 
hey, she, ooh, she liked it. Ooh. And she was good at it. Ooh. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> later on that night, she checks more information. Oh, and it wasn't anything graphic. You didn't see anything. No. Kitties can watch this. <laughs> yeah. And she decided, so later that night, when when Steve's asleep, she goes downstairs to check out some information. She even checked out some books. Yeah, she, used to re- she could read a book by putting laying her arm inside it and just uh, absorbing the text. Yeah, I liked it when she absorbed Stephen King's text. It was shining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that went out in Yeah. Anyway, she then listens to a video, one of Jimmy Durante's stuff. Yeah, and that's what and Oh, Jimmy Durante. And, yeah, uh, Steve is into the old stuff. He likes Jimmy Durante. And he doesn't. He, and, and he's singing, doing a song and dance routine, which comes into it later on. So yeah. yeah. Mm. Later the next morning, Jesse sees that Celeste has slept over um, Steve's house. And uh, she's quite thrilled that her dad's uh, finally let down his hair, so to speak. Well, or, it looked, it was up, yeah. <laughs> he looked like a... Looked like, like, like a 240 uh, volts up his sleeve. His hair was sticking up a little bit. Yeah, anyway, that or... Uh, um, he, had um, a, he had a good night, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and... And he was happy. Yeah. And Celeste is... Um, thrilled that her he had a good time and she plans on leaving that very night but he doesn't want her to leave he says that she's the most extraordinary person in his life and he cannot stand to see her go away and he suggests on the spot they should get married i'll marry her mm-hmm. honestly she is really hot and yeah, that, and whatever. yeah he says it's really spontaneous but he want doesn't want her going away so um he suggests that she go for a walk to clear her head about it so she goes off in her bathrobe and wearing um a weird hat and decide to walk around you know a bit and talk to the bag, talk to a bag. so yeah. she's just the bag suggests that well actually Celeste suggests to contact the elders and maybe talk to them about this marriage thing and even the bag doesn't even know what this marriage thing is. Yeah, it's old stuff. So she she heads down to a special oval, I guess arena, if that's the word, where to because that's what the um, elders want. Oh, her. sporting arena. Yeah. yeah. So <coughs> they t- they talk about it, and they bring out this very big book where it explains what t- the marriage is, even though it gives you three it's, different it's, ideas. It's, yeah, of it. it's, it's old pre yeah, wrong decade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you you stay home, you 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 cook and clean, and you make a martini for your husband who comes home. Oh, wrong decade. You know, yeah, that sort of stuff, and yeah. then the final one, which is a bit hilarious, was um there was no rules regarding this sort of thing. But if he does something wrong, you set him on fire when he's asleep and go on a talk show, and so that everyone will forgive you and love you. Yeah, you make lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was hilarious. So, yeah, they one. had no idea. No, they didn't. They're just for an advanced much, race, a bit stupid. Yeah. Meaning they're much as in the dark as we are. Yeah, well, I've got no idea what marriage is. I've been married for a century. I got yeah. married when I was 25, and I'm 68 now. That's a long time. You don't get that long, yeah. that, that much time for murder, guys, yeah. do you? Anyway, yeah. they then suggested that you should go ahead and get married to him and, and, to, and talk about... They talk a bit more about the, um, the, the, how they should organise the, um, the next transmission of rate whatever and they need the lightning in order to and another storm's coming aren't we lucky good timing yeah of course the elders said we'll provide the lightning how i never oh, know that's right yeah, they did yeah anyway they then <clears throat> set, end their transmission and we cross to the wedding and he says and this is where we get more information where jesse says that they only met last night so this wedding is happening on the same day that he, I'm, not, that actually, I'm a little bit confused on one thing here. What's that? I'm going to stop just for a moment. He broke everything at the laboratory, including yes. the thing on the radar dish or satellite dish, whatever. Yes. You mean to say in 12 hours everything's been repaired? Mm, good point. Ah, I made a mistake here. Well, the radio, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. So We're moving right along, folks. <laughs> Ron is um, not thrilled about the marriage, but he's more he's jealous, jealous than thrilled. He's he, he got a fixation about uh, Princess Stephanie of Monaco. Yeah, She's a very lovely-looking lady back in those days. I don't know what she looks like now. Uh, and he, that was his dream woman. And um, his brother, who's boring compared to him, 
has got this dream woman in his yeah. life. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and he's a little bit surprised that she just happened to be carrying around a wedding gown. He thinks that in her bag that he might be that maybe she's done doing this for citizenship. Yeah, illegal alien. Yeah, illegal yeah, alien, yeah. whatever <laughs> stuff like that. Literally. <laughs> oh. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny thing. Anyway, um, when Jesse goes off to um, where where Celeste is getting changed, she sees her eating some batteries. Yeah, a couple of, you can see them a couple of D-cells for lunch. Mm. Yeah. Well, not, not she, the whole batch, just the stuff inside. Just stuff yeah. like the uh, energy stuff, the liquid, well, well, whatever the, they're the, called. The, the and stuff, which got um, electrolytes and stuff inside. Yeah, so yeah. she yeah. eats it like a Tootsie Roll packet. Yeah, or whatever. she sucks it dry. It's got the shell of the battery there. Mm. Not bad. Yeah, she <laughs> tries to go... Jessie tries to go to her dad, telling her that she's eating batteries... And but her dad sees this as um, a slight bit of jealousy, sneaky in green-eyed monster, yeah. or just um, that he'll be more in love with her than he'll love yeah. his own daughter. The yeah. sort oh, of jealousy. Um, jealousy. Si- that sort of thing. Relationship, yeah. Father and daughter, and a strange woman comes in. No matter yeah. how good she is, even though Jesse's mm. the one that's encouraging this relationship initially. Initially, at the then beginning, she starts saying, "Ooh, she's an alien. She's creepy. She's horrible." Well, you know, that was and the day is, before. And this know, is not the first time she so sees something. Yeah. And this is not the first time she sees something weird. She sees um, Jesse, um, I mean, Miss Celeste, taking out that dress earlier that was in a handbag that was she saw made. That. That, that was she saw the design. batteries, and later on she sees her drinking out of a car battery. Hmm. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So Celeste mm. and and Steve start mm. getting married, and she puts the bag down, and the dog. There's a dog in this. There's a, a what's it? A beagle. Uh, beagle. I think. Yeah. yeah named Dave. Dave who, the beagle. Who's um <laughs> who's Steve's a dog, and he goes. The dog goes and buries the, the handbag. handbag in the yard, and the handbag gets its revenge by f- uh, flying the old Dave up to or the roof, floating him up, mm-hmm. and planting him on the apex of the roof. Yeah, Poor and Dave. Of course, yeah. Celeste sees this, and she says quickly, "I do," and then she runs outside, and she then sees the bag, and she tells. Um, Steve, that Dave's on the roof and they decide to quickly save the dog. Yeah, see, a man's best friend is his dog, not the alien lady. So Ron yeah, tries to yeah. give her a smoking hot kiss, but eventually that ends. And, yeah. And eventually we, we go into full party mode with this wedding thing. Yeah. Where, his, where Steve's um, um, assistant um, is playing some awesome rock music. I think it's rock music. I'm not sure. Oh, crap music, yeah. Crap music. They always do crap music for these movies, you know. I think it's supposed to be really trendy, but it's it's non-the-script crap music. Yeah, so it's like everyone's... It's like jazz rock fusion yeah. sort of, which no one listens to. Yeah. yeah, they have a lot of fun. And eventually, later on, we see um, Jesse getting ready for a... One of a date, a date with Seth or yeah, uh, Freddie so Glass, cute. whatever, and then um, Celeste remarked that he's wearing braces and, and no, calling so it mouth jewelry. Mouth jewelry. Call, oh look, mouth jewelry. Oh, he's wearing teeth braces. Yeah. Straighten yeah. his teeth. Yeah. yeah, and this is where we, as I said before, this is the first time that these two kids are working together, and they years later they work again when they got older in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah they go. I'm, I'm a little surprised he got top billing in this movie, though. You know, uh, Seth Green, like his um, name is mentioned on the credits. So um, I would have, oh, yeah, considering, yeah, at the. In the opening, that when they do the credits appearing on the screen, you see Seth Green among them. Yeah, sometimes I get the credits a bit. Yeah. Considering he's only has like say yeah. two scenes with um, yeah, two short with scenes. Jess yeah, it's, in the scene. It's sort of like a Little Shop of Horrors. Hmm. It's just starring Jack Nicholson. Yes, for Jack folk. Nicholson was in one skit in the whole show. And Zero, uh, I can't remember, Zero still, I can't remember, whoever the guys were, Jonathan Hayes and somebody else, were the main actors. Yeah. And, they, and they came after Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I'm not complaining oh, no, no, much, guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm not complaining here. I just, that, it's just a bit of a weird thing, this sort of thing, when you think about it. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, they go off on a date, and Celeste and, and Steve do a bit of rumpty. <laughs> Rumpty, rumpty. Mm. And eventually, later that night, um, um, what's his oh, bag impersonating um, Carl the, Sagan uh, and telling the boss to rehire Steve in order to so he could do this um, this um, ex- the experiment again. Yes, 
because it's very important. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and then the bag suggests that Celeste goes out and gets some f- um, grub for um, Steve yeah. and his daughter. Steve, yeah, yeah, feed him and then, then take his mind off everything and be full tummy full of food and be able to concentrate on the problem at hand. Yes, yes. exactly. Mm. So she goes to a 24-hour uh, restaurant and, and yeah, yeah. takes the menu and then she goes shopping. grocery shopping and she starts cooking a fully full a very big court. She went for a whole menu and yeah. had this in a dining room table's absolutely chock us full of food. You know? Yeah, a bit like of you, a... You could have a small army yeah. fed by her. You yeah, know? interesting mm. thing. Um, Jesse witnessed while Celeste was cooking her drink the Ambari acid from her dad's car and see her actually taking boiled eggs out of a pan without, a, um, without, getting, burnt. without getting burnt and taking... Um, a tray out of the oven without, without any, any hand mugs. Or a yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. So she witnessed all this, and she tells her dad this the next morning, and he, he doesn't, doesn't believe, believe her. So um, he he eventually um, Steve gets the good news that he's rehired, and then he's told yeah. you and off to work we go. Of course, he objects to it because he it's their it's their honeymoon, and what person works on a honeymoon? Gary. Don't ever say that. Your son-in-law. Oh, your brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> he would. So, anyway. Where's his father? Yeah. Anyway, back to the story. Um, so, um, Steve heads off to work. And just so you before you ask me, how can he go off to work? Because his car drained his battery. He and the car starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get a shot of, as he drives off, we see other cars in the streets whose battery acid has been drained. So he's probably drained the batteries out of one of those and put and them into his and she drank the other one as a spare. Yeah, because yeah, she's um, drank that instead of eating actual food yes, or something. Well, yeah, I wouldn't drink acid. Me neither. But then again, well, who knows alcohol. what... alcohol. Anyway, <laughs> while this is happening... Celeste is in cleaning mode, cleaning up the house from head to toe really fast. Like, yeah, yeah, fast mode. You're like, like fast, fast forward. forward type mode. <laughs> Jesse then eventually phones her dad at work, telling him that the house is on fire in order to get him back home. And he comes home and the house wasn't on fire. Surprise, surprise. But before that happens, Jesse get confront, gets confronted by the alien and Celeste, and they levitate her up to the roof or at least yeah. the bag did anyway the bag did yeah bag's naughty yeah. and bag has a hidden agenda and eventually the bag also takes away Dave's bark obviously he's a woof woof and he yeah. couldn't hear him hey he, I needed one of those sort of bags for the dog across the road now he goes woof woof, woof, woof. all freaking bloody day you know yeah I'll like, like shut his bark up you know soon enough Celeste up Tells Jesse the full story that she came. F- they came from a planet far, far away. And she's trying to say And it. they're trying to get her dad to do the special transmission thing again. Yeah. But and if they don't, their yeah. planet is we'll doomed. Die. Yeah, we'll die. everyone will die. Of course, um, they think that Steve says he can't. He doesn't know if he can do it again because he doesn't he, know what happened. He doesn't know how it happened. Yeah. But she's and the bag thinks that that He's Steve lying. is lying. And Jesse's lying that about that her dad's, you know, doesn't know the um how he did it either. But Shame. Celeste Everyone feels lying. Celeste feels like she's finally realizing that both of them are being honest, and she's a little annoyed. And Jesse is a little upset that Celeste may be planning on leaving after this experiment is over. And the best thing I've had my daddy. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. Eventually. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Eventually. Celeste gets um, the bag to let Jesse down. And then eventually... She was really high, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and then eventually Steve arrives and Jesse tells the full thing, even though she promised not to tell it to her dad. But But Celeste sort of relents and and confirms, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Eventually, Jesse runs out of the house and... As she's right, drive, riding, riding on a bike, bike down the road, she eventually nearly comes close to being knocked and over by a car. saves her. Using her special abilities. Uh, and a bag. Yeah. And that's when she spills the beans about being on an alien. Yeah. yeah. Jesse um, f- confides to her that she doesn't want her to go and she feels that it's sad that both her, that her old mum and her new mum are going to both leave soon. And it's yeah. not fair. And... Yeah. Eventually, she talks to Steve. Oh, wait, wait, wait. 
But the point is, see, Celeste is starting to get feelings. Yeah, starting to. Because they don't have feelings in where she comes from. Yeah. Everything is, there's no emotion. They don't create babies the way we do. Yeah. Uh, and so there's no, yeah. there's no room for emotion in their lives. And she's starting to develop emotions towards Steve and Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. she then talks to Steve for a bit. Steve is then wants to know everything or at least some stuff about her. And what's going on, yeah. Like, mm. about her age and about how, how they, they reproduce in a petri dish. And he says, well, Mum be pleased, I'm marrying a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> and he asks her, um, have you ever gone on holidays? What do you do for fun? And the Math, only thing... Yeah, binary. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Graphs. Graphs, yeah. And eventually he tells, shares a few things of his own by giving her a sandwich and, and scotch making, whiskey. making her eat it. Yeah. To enjoy yeah, and yeah, she realised yeah. that she does find it enjoyable. Yeah, mm. doesn't have to eat our food, but she, it's quite palatable. She has a but it's ham, yeah, ham and, and cheese and rye on, 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 on rye. mayo. Ham and cheese on rye with mayo, and she loves it. Yeah, she mm. also enjoys mm. the scotch. She oh yeah, drinking some uh, American scotch. Sea, yeah. sea something uh, scotch. Yeah, sea good, uh, sea grass, uh, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't whatever. matter. Anyway, whatever, it's a scotch in America. He, yeah, she then really. he then mm. tells her if asks her. Does he like? Does she like him and all that stuff? And she says she does love him, and that if she was a human, that maybe things would have not been moved different. Uh, would mm. been different. Yeah. And he begs, uh, asks her, why can't you stay? And he all, and if he doesn't do the transmission, he loses. Doesn't do the transmission, he loses her. And if he doesn't, she'll stay. And but he kills the, the planet. planet. Really good dilemma. Hey guys, what and would you do? Yeah, and oh, Celeste feels like really? she's fails mm. at being a Earth person, and she feels like she's failed so many things. Yeah. And Steve says that everyone loves her, and and she, he then said, does the Jimmy Durante thing I told you about, yeah, and yeah. where she says, "Go, stay, stay, go." Yeah, I won't yeah, go in the song, yeah, obviously, yeah. because but then yeah, Jesse have that feeling that you want to go, have that feeling that you want to stay, stay, go, yeah. go, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a nice old number. Yeah. And Jesse, I mean, not still Jesse. I'm yeah. sorry, okay. I keep getting mixed up. Celeste feels like this is exactly how she feels. The song that she feels like she wants. Doesn't want to go, but she can't stay. It's yeah. a very big problem. And eventually, um, Steve tells her he does want her to stay. And he then, as they kiss, he says it's been, been a weird couple of days. And in fact, he, he, he when he finally found there was life on the planet, he finally finds he out and he marries it. it. Yeah, he <laughs> be married to your work, eh? <laughs> They then sleep for a bit, and then the next minute we hear lightning in the distance, and we figure, and this is where Steve finds out that it was the buttons on his brother's coat yeah. who was inside the cyclotron thing. That's yeah. the and, machine and that, I told you about. That's the thing that made the extra and electricity. This yeah. is where the it gave its wild card. You know, made the it so the, radio, yeah, yeah. the radio wave go. Well, they, they had sex. Went, they went, they went, what's the saying is they went back to the yeah laboratory. Yes. Yeah. Well, they didn't have sex. They just slept for a bit. Not they the same might way. have had sex. They had their clothes on. Tell me about it. Oh, you can do it with your clothes on. Yeah, eventually, um, no, she tells the bag the good news that 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 all that stuff, and the bag reveals some information that that was she was keeping from Celeste, that she plans on destroying the Earth, and including um, Steve and Jesse and, and else. everyone else, which means that's what the council has told Bag to do. It's it's it's, it's Reveals its true colors, realizing Celeste decides to try to um, leave Bag at home, and and Jesse and Steve they they all head down to the lab to finish what they started, mm. and this is where Bag pl- decides to um, phone Ron and get him to pick up her the bag. Yeah, and and try and, to and, hold and and, and there's a bit of a phone seduction to say, yeah, I really like you better than your brother. Yeah, yeah that sort yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's a sleaze bag, so yeah, yeah and he's going to go for it. Yeah, yeah so he, uh, he's told to go and pick up the bag. On the way through, and then meet us at the laboratory. Yeah. yeah, they head down to the laboratory. Everyone's there, well, not everyone. And they start up the machine, and then the final, the radio stuff goes into the air, and it starts sending, goes directly into the outgoing And he galaxy. replicates the original experiment, and lo and behold, oh, everything's works. good, and the... 
alien guys appear in the sky again saying... Well, actually, before the alien guys come, um, Celeste tells Ron to get rid of bag. The bag. Well, okay, we cool bag. Of course, um, uh, Ron opens the bag and then we see the eye protruding out and waving about. And then Stephen is... Last is then takes the bag and throws it into the cyclotron, thing, and is, this is where the creepy parts where the it electrocutes the bag and its creature inside. It gets bigger and, and bigger and it explodes. gets bigger and it. Near the new cyclotron again, just blew it up. You know, yeah. Eventually, we do see the elders outside and they zap them out front. Put it in the parking lot so they can talk to it a bit easily out there and yeah. out in the open. And, and, the, and the aliens want to uh, destroy the plan because they, the plan. they saw. Just in case they do it again? They saw the radio thing as a bit of an invasion or something. Well, yeah, they didn't understand what was going on. So. Of course, Celeste says it was just an accident and the fact that he, Steve didn't mean to send this radio thing in the, in the first place. It was, no, ju- it was just um, a matter of science. And. She then explains that the uh, that they can't destroy the earth because they there's so many good things about the place. I like it. She t- t- she gives them a, a few examples and mentions Jimmy Durante. And Show this, me Jimmy. And this is where we get the the full song. And I song. do the Jimmy Durante routine, yeah. Yeah, and the first they just said say kill them and and then we. The one of the elders sneezes, and he then he feels this Ooh, is probably a, breathing. Hmm. a strange feeling. <laughs> yeah, and he then Celeste suggests to see through her eyes to see everything she experienced and felt and all that yeah, stuff. Sandwiches, yeah. alcohol, love, sex, yeah, yeah. all good stuff. And he finally yeah. works out that that Earth should be still experimented and, and studied, still studied, and, yeah, analyzed, and, and not worth destroying. So they spare it. And but Celeste, they, they want her to come home, but she wanted to stay. Yeah, he wants her to come back so they can know more about <clears throat> the Earth and all that stuff. But, but who, who puts his hand up? Ron suggests that um, that you need to know everything about love and all that stuff. And he, yeah, King Sleeves back. Yeah. He then suggests, asks, um, is there anyone <clears throat> better out there of like her on where you're oh, from? Oh, all of them. <laughs> yeah, meaning everyone is probably a perfect being out there. Yeah, and. The, and he then then Celeste suggests um, to send him up there, you know, as, a, as an he knows more. I guess as an ambassador to Earth. Yeah, is that yeah, the word? If, yeah, yeah. And they say they the elders think about it and say it's an interesting idea. And they say, okay, he can come, but Ron's unsure about it at first. He thinks, who's driving that very big spaceship? And out comes the crew. Yeah. All of them Mm -hmm. looking like beautiful replicas of Princess Princess Stephanie Stephanie and Monaco. Monaco. Again, we'll probably look at the photos of her later on. I I, I remember seeing photographs for 30-odd years ago, and she was a very attractive woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and Ron is thrilled. He's going to get ride back on the spaceship with replicas of Princess of Monaco. Princess Stephanie. D- Princess Monaco, Stephanie. Who, that's Monaco. his dream girl, and and all the other females back in this yeah. planet are supposed to be just as good. Yeah. What more could a sleaze bag want? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> he then asks the elders before he gets onto the ship. That whether or not he could bring his Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. Uh, Rolls Royce convertible. Very nice looking car. I said, oh, yeah. yeah, this could be interesting. Yeah, yeah they so, all, yeah. They said they're cool fit. And so Ryan makes his final goodbyes to Jess, Clarissa, and to his brother. Oh, by the way, he, he gives uh, Steve the keys to his beach house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use it well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet Celeste and Jesse will love that. Anyway. anyway. So now he flies off and they do a... a, a um, much later on, Steve, um, just, I mean, Cl- oh, Clissa, tell, the elders tell us, Clissa, that they'll be in touch and they look f- and they uh, hope that she has a good life in, as a mortal. And so they head back to their, to Steve's house and where they, Jess wants to oh. play a bit basketball. <laughs> now, here, here's the thing. She says, she's not supposed to have any power left hmm. without the help of the bag. Mm. However. However. Roll on. Jesse, uh, whose one ambition is trying to jump like like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Jess somehow Clissa was able to help her <coughs> lift her she up. She levitated her up so she could sink a basket from 
Oh, yeah. They're like yeah. doing a slam dunk. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's the right pronunciation. And then Calista heads upstairs with Steve to do the... the and nothing. literally you see fireworks outside the bedroom window. Hint, so hint, guys. There must, no, there must be some, some power left in her because mm. he could levitate the little girl and there was fireworks outside the bedroom window. So yeah. And the neighbours will know exactly what's going on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then we cross over to Ron in our space and he's uh, he playing got, at a... Piano. There's a piano in the spaceship. Now, wait a minute. Where did the piano come hey, from? Hey, if they can it, make a bag do, um, <laughs> be able to create dresses, yeah, I'm sure they could create a piano. And he got all the girls hanging around, listening to, to every like, word he's saying and stuff. He's a centre of attention. He mm, loves it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sleeves bag will travel. Oh, yeah. It was an, I do yeah. feel bad that this movie was not given any... Now, wait awesome. a minute. No, no, the point. Then we fade to black. Okay. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Now, okay, yeah. right. Um, we'll talk about the reception and the yeah. stuff later. Okay, I'm look. sorry about that. Okay, look. Okay, what I said mentioned before, the screenwriter Jericho Stone developed the original story under the working title They're Coming. Mm-hmm. It was a drama and an allegory about child abuse. Okay, okay. Now, uh, and it was passed on from par- to Paramount Pictures and somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And yeah, over a couple of years. And the script finally got rewritten and became... An alien the, movie. An, well, it was supposed to be an alien movie in the beginning, I believe. Mm-hmm. They got the possibly, I don't know, but um, they got the idea about the alien, and what happened is that um, it got rewritten and rewritten and became an alien story, mm-hmm. uh, a humorous one, uh, as a, and the end product we saw at the theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, now the problem. Okay. The original screenplay resembled a horror film. Oh. Not a sci-fi. Okay. And it wouldn't have been a comedy either. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be. Um, so, same as the, re- the rewrite of the rewrite of the rewrite made it into a comedy sci-fi. Mm. Um, some of the scenes... Um, oh, yeah, some of the scenes were filmed at uh, Their Nyes High School and the Anaheim Stadium. And I'm not an American. I don't know where these places are. You guys probably would. Um, now, Don Carrera... Served as a choreographer on My Stepmother's Island. He must have been the dance routine she did when she did the backflips and different things. And mm, yeah. maybe I'd say, but uh. don't know. Probably I didn't notice any choreography in that apart from that scene. So interesting. Uh, maybe um, the Jimmy Durante thing. Oh yeah, there was maybe. a bit of that a, was, that was a little basic stuff. Basic yeah, stuff. I like know, I know, yeah. I'm not an expert on dance routines, but maybe they might have need someone to choreography that. I'm not sure. Now, maybe I, I'll go into. Here's a couple of things. Now, in one of the groups, when they're looking at making the movie, which didn't get off the ground, um, when it was uh, back a couple of years earlier, they were looking at uh, Bette Midler, Julie Andrews and Raquel Wells as alternatives to play the leading role. Mm. Uh, they didn't follow full of that movie, they, so it was passed I on to another... I think Raquel Wells would have been pretty... Yeah, <laughs> passed on to a different uh, studio later on. And then Sybil Shepherd was uh, considered, and Joan Rivers. Yeah. Interesting, mm. Joan. Uh, so, so they did bounce around from studio to studio, and nothing got off the ground until this last incarnation. Well, yeah, well, um, you did say yourself, Mike, that hmm. they, uh, at first it was a horrific idea, yeah, it was and, and then so they yeah, had to rewrite it. Sometimes it, a it times. takes a while for a movie to come together. Now, mm. I don't, we, we're dragging on a bit here, so I'll whiz through some of this quickly. Critical response. The film met with basically negative reviews. Go figure. No, they knocked the storyline because it was too uh, lame and predictable. Um, they knocked mm. uh, Dan Aykroyd's leading man. He was the love role. He wasn't the leading man love it. Uh, uh, what do you call it? leading man in the love role? Mm. But it wasn't that sort of a movie. It was supposed to be a guy mm. wrapped up in his science who gets seduced by an alien. Um, you know, yeah. it wasn't the other way around. He wasn't seducing yeah, the he's alien. He's not supposed to be a hot, sexy guy. No, he's an ordinary dad, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who's, who's uh, still a bit uh, missing his dead wife, that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but pretty much there's only one guy here. Uh, where is it? Uh, where is it? Where's one here? Um, da, 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 da. Okay. In a generally favourable review, the Los Angeles Times criticised the film Sex humour. Mm. It was part of it. Okay, it was funny. And it wasn't explicit, so blow it at your bum. Uh, <laughs> calling it lead- needlessly crass. No, it wasn't. Yeah, there was nothing but wrong with it. But overall praised the film. 
as he said, my, my stepmother is an alien in solid, wide-appealed holiday fare. Now, I'm going to st stick to that line there, and that's what it was made as, a good family fun movie. Yeah. And I think it met all the criteria to fit into <laughs> that. Anybody who's expecting anything more, sorry, it's not an action sci-fi, it's not a horror sci-fi, it's a comedy one based for the family. Yeah. Hint, hint, hint. 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 It gets back to the reviewers not actually knowing what sort of movie they're reviewing. Well, as I said before in the past, guys, yeah. um, when it comes to something that's yeah. new and out of the blue, and, and yeah. it's um, <coughs> there's going to be people out there who may have mixed opinions yeah. about yeah. it. And, and here's something you have to look at too. I always go by, it says sci-fi comedy. The main genre is sci-fi with some comedy thrown in, okay? Mm. Right, it's not a comedy of a bit of sci-fi sci yeah. thrown in. It's not Starman. No, okay. no, no, they, they mentioned Starman, that sort of stuff, as a bit of a parody. Sort of, yeah. It's not. Starman was not a comedy. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. They're trying to make a, yeah, uh, comparisons. It wasn't. It was it, you know, it's a standalone movie. And, but one was a sci-fi comedy, one was just a sci-fi drama. Hmm. They're not the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you see, these critics need to really get a grip on life and mm. all get a new job. Now, uh, mm. moving right along to availability. Actually, here's the part that gets me. If it wasn't that damn good, why is it still available for sale? Good point. Why has it been transferred to Blu-ray if no one's watching it? Mm. Uh -huh. ah. So home media must be doing pretty damn good. Here we go. eBay, plenty for sale, including Blu-ray. Okay. And Amazon, rentable, on Prime, obviously. And plenty for sale. Now, in both cases, be careful of VHS copies because being an old movie, you'll probably find a few VHS tapes but still out then there. Again, you were thinking, you were saying at the beginning of this podcast that 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 there were probably other things on at that time. And yeah, there could have been other things on. Yeah, the reviews but, were not yeah, favourable nah, because at the, the time, got nothing to do with what else was going on. Yeah. I'm talking about the box office and, before. Yeah, and box office. You remember that Dracula movie, um, the one of uh, the one in done in America, yeah, about oh, back in the eighties or whatever it was. It um, didn't go really good because mm. something else came out at the same time. Mm. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I married a vampire or something or other, or um, I can't remember what it's called. A guy mm. called Letterer was le leading role and as Dracula, and but anyway, whatever. It didn't. It passed under the radar because the same other things were going on at the same time, and no one knew it existed. Mm. I think I married a vampire or something. Or? Um, yeah, probably. I think the one where they go, they, yeah, he, he was a, a good-looking, dark-haired. Um, I think you're referring to um, Love at First Bite. No, no, it was a serious one. Not Love at First Bite. Oh. Uh, we saw it. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, but the guy called Letterer was playing the vampire guy. That's him. Love at First Bite was a comedy. Yeah. With John Waters or somebody in it. Thank you. And Benjamin, um, Richard I'm not ben talking ben about that movie. I'm talking about another one, which was went under the radar because all these other movies are going on at the same time and no one knew it existed. Well, can you explain what the storyline is? Oh, a, a female comes to a town or something, rather gets ripped off by a, a flattened mate, and then she hooks up with this vampire guy. Uh, I think what I oh that's, that's it could be another one. But the point is that there was he was a vampire movie made in New York or San Francisco or somewhere or other, and it passed under the radar because all mm. these other movies were going on at the same time, and it wasn't a strong enough movie, but it was still a good movie. But doesn't ring a bell. Well, you saw it ages ago. Uh, it got squashed. Okay, passed under the radar. Just say, just bear with me. We've got it. Okay, I haven't got the name of it in front of me at the moment. I haven't seen it for a couple of years. Uh, but yeah, a guy called Letterer was playing the lead role anyway. I think I could go on a computer now, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some movies yeah. pass under the radar depending whatever else is hitting the market at the same time. It's yeah. like and people go see the better movies. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what I was trying to say. Mm. Yeah. Can you hear the puppy dogs? <laughs> anyway, um, I often, I, in my opinion, guys, yeah. it's an awesome movie, and uh, and I do think it was worth watching, and I do think the funny, the um, the what, Cliss's, uh, I mean, Cl I mean, 
Celeste's um, dialogue was pretty out there and interesting. It's, it's supposed to be an alien. And a like, naive alien because yeah. she doesn't know anything about human beings. Yeah. Or emotions or sex or kissing or food or yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. as I said before, as we've set, we established from the review, is they didn't realise that this is not a romance movie. It, it was a romantic it, comedy. It was a, it was a yeah. um, comedy sci-fi. Yeah. If it's a romantic comedy, you'd have a, be- a better leading man. Yeah. Who, you know, like a Cary Grant type or something, rather. Yeah, like, or someone yeah. off Hallmark. Yeah, see a Hallmark. Yeah, the current young yeah, Cary Grant, because <laughs> Cary Grant's always playing a good leading man in comedy roles. Or Hugh Grant. <laughs> or Hugh Grant, exactly. Right. He's a, he a, was a hottie back then. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, put, put, yeah well, he's still, well, not a bit wrinkly hottie now. But, yeah. uh, well, I meant back in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, he know, was pretty considering that, that yeah, a good yeah. looker back then. Yeah. He's still... Uh, you still brought bums in seats. Yeah, whatever. No, you, all these good-looking guys. Yeah, you've got a good-looking guy, good guy there to play the male lead in a romantic comedy, but this is not a romantic comedy, so you don't yeah. need yeah. to have the guy to be great-looking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, irrespective, I have waffled enough. Yes, I've waffled enough too. So, let's rate this one. Look, honestly, um, again... Mm-hmm. I'll say it, fit, it fits the criteria it's aiming at. It's a sci-fi comedy. It's got mm-hmm. the sci-fi bits in it. Mm-hmm. It's got the comedy bits in. It's yeah. not a comedy with some sci-fi thrown in. Yeah. Like say Spaceballs. To me, that's a comedy sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of comedy thrown in that one. Uh, yeah. Not as comedy as that. Yeah, it's, and yeah, yeah. yeah, and I know that yeah. this might not be anything like this, but when I looked at the um, Ghostbusters um, one about with the female one, where the females were the comedy relief. I compared this one to this movie, and I still think um, this one is will um, is a lot more better, you know, better comedy wise. Okay, when fine. I think about, it. I'm just saying that that um, they keep making the women in in today's comedy movies a little bit more weirder well, and well, less believable. Less believable, sometimes, and yeah. it's not really funny. Yeah, haha, well, it's on funny, the but it's, it, they, they, they're pushing it too hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you have to lighten up. Sometimes, and hey, sometimes less is more. Yeah, uh, and do not force it because yeah. this is not anyway, how it works. Irrespective, anyway, um, I'm going to give this it meets everything I like in the movie. Acting's good, basic special, good, good special effects. I mean, yeah, they look like a real place, and yeah, mm. satellite dishes and so and so, and mm. the special effects they had. Oh, look, I'm going to give it nine. nine. Go. I'm going to give it um, a nine and a half out of ten yeah. too. Yeah. I d- mostly because, as I said, this these um old 80s comedies when they did do it with with the, the actual female being the lead um they do it a lot more better than they do nowadays because they can they kind of force it a little too yeah, much they, they force the stories and the acting of it too much yeah. sometimes not in every movie but not every movie just this, this, this plays along quite nicely it's quite yeah. enjoyable yeah, yeah and i think it's made it was made as a good fun family movie and that's exactly what it is hmm. It's a good, fun family movie. It's not meant to be a sci-fi extravaganza. Well. It's not the side-splitting, laughing comedy. It's nice family fare. Mm-hmm. How's that? Quite right. So it's um, worth watching, guys. I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's an oldie, eight nine eighty eight. Uh, it's got a couple of years on it. It has it hasn't got dust on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so as Mike said, um, it's on Amazon and on and eBay. And, yeah. And eBay. And watch DVD. out for VHS copies being an old movie. Okay. Yes. Because the point is, I want to go for. I saw a couple of VHSs in there, so click on the right tab. But send Blu-ray. I think mm. you can get Blu-ray. I'd go Blu-ray because it looks pretty good. Yes, yeah, so feel free to check it out, guys. Yeah. Give me um, your what. You, let us know in the comments what you think of this movie. Well, I think Dan Aykroyd's a pretty cool actor, and that's yeah. not because I saw him in Ghostbusters or Blues Brothers or uh, yeah, the Spies Like Us, whatever. Hey, lots uh, of other good movies he was in. I mean, he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought he was pretty cool, and I didn't. Uh, I don't think anyone could fill those shoes in this movie. You, you needed somebody who just came out like an ordinary dad. An ordinary job. Yeah. Who just happens to be a scientist mm. who gets um, caught up with the whole up thing. In, um, in a relationship with an alien. And he's not ready for a relationship. He's not he's not putting the he's not putting the hits on her. She's putting the hits yeah. on him to try yeah. and make him other, open up and say yeah. how he did what he did. Yeah. yeah. In other words, yeah. he's not putting the heat um, the no. metal to the pedal. Oh shut up. <laughs> that just means going fast, okay? 
Uh, Although he was bit on, on the heat of the pedal when he well, uh, decided... Marry me. After yeah. one day? Well, you know, gee. Yeah, well... I would have yeah. probably felt the same after yeah. two or three days. If, Tim's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. If Mike here would, would probably would say, isn't it a bit quick? Well, shouldn't you just wait a couple of days couple before days. you but start jumping But going to go home mm. to Holland. <laughs> well, that's a bit of a joke. You have to watch the movie. Yeah, see, she called. No, no, she, no, 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 Yeah, good point. I won't tell Just you. Don't tell me everything. Okay? Yeah. There are some really awesome jokes, including. Little, things, little sight gags, funny bits, whatever. It, it's, it's a good all rounder. It's, it's, it's not meant to tease the brain cells too much. Yeah. But it's fun. Interesting Remember fact. the word fun? Three little letters F U N. Yeah, here's yeah. another interesting <laughs> fact that's not really newsworthy for this movie. The dog named Dave is actually named Peanut. And Peanut was a beagle. And, and Snoopy. Snoopy was a beagle. I don't know if they didn't call it Snoopy. No, his name was Peanut because the man called him Peanut. He's the owner. He yes. can call his dog anything he yeah, wants. Yeah, also Peanut is the name of the of the comics, you know, Peanuts. from yeah. from you know from Charlie Brown and Snoopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles yeah. Schultz, remember him, guys? Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who have not read the comics or watched the cartoons or whatever you've done, haven't done that over the last few years. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, they might still be having the, the newspapers over there, yeah, recirculating the old comics and stuff. But yeah. I like Snoopy; he's cool. He's cute. He's, he, 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 to me, he falls in the same genre as Bugs Bunny. Totally in control, you know. Yeah, yeah. and still well, very worldly popular to this yeah. day. So, anyway, that's about it for us tonight, guys. So, feel free to check out. Um, my stepmother's an alien whenever you can. Check out Kim Bassinger. <laughs> yeah. I think she's hot and I think she's great in Batman. Think um, she's hot? That, the Batman movie. Oh, that was. Stu- Would you shut up? <laughs> she was also in Batman, the 1989 one. Yeah, that's was. Mm. Yeah, that came that Tim Burton made. She played a reporter. Yeah, she played a um, Vicky Vale. Ah, so Vicky Vale. Yeah, 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 pretty hot. um, Very good looking, and she went out with Bruce Wayne, didn't she? Mm. Yeah, or tried to. Mm, well, she did. Yeah. And I wish that um, they continued with that. But anyway, back to the story. So anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We'll see you guys next time. This is Sarah Stevenson and Michael. Saying, see you guys around. Bye for now. Bye, guys.